Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome into another episode of Five Out. We are recording live at Lord Hobo in Woburn. We have a special guest, Jermaine Wiggins, of uh, formerly of the New England Patriots, of course, of WEI. Yes, but I, a state champion basketball player back in 1992 with East Boston High School uh, Jets, where we were arguably one of the greatest teams to ever come through uh, Massachusetts. And almost as important, you beat Rob last year in basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was easy though. I that, mean, that was really that was tough was that, to watch. Ten one or eleven one, whatever it was. That was tough to watch. Yeah, well, you know, that was easy. He. he uh, I told him I was a state champion. He tries to tell me about how he was some Brewster Academy legend. And I'm like, ah, that must have been before Brewster Academy got good. Because, yeah. you know, when you think about them, uh, they've been amazing. You know, now with Terrence Clark, a local kid who's, you know, one of the top players in the country going to uh, uh, Kentucky. And then the other kid, Jalen. Drawing a blank on his last name. But they've but had it, Donovan Mitchell through the yes. years, and uh, we had Mitch McGeary on a yeah. little while back. So, I mean, they've had some big names. Yeah. And Rob had been running a ton. I figured right. he would run circles around you. Well, no, I had told him, listen, I was a basketball player long before I was a football player. Let me ask you a question. You played public school basketball. Yes. Where, like, how different do you think public school basketball is now when you watch it today? Oh, uh, it, it, it's night and day, you know, because you got to think about this now, right? Um Anybody who plays in the public school, especially in the Boston public school area, um, that's good in any way is getting snatched up and taken to a prep school. Uh, I mean, it's good for them in the sense that, you know, because it will give them an opportunity to better their education and ultimately maybe get uh, have a way to get out that they might normally not have if they went to a Boston public school. Uh, but the basketball was completely different back, you know, obviously when I played in the early 90s and, and that kind of even before me in the, uh, the mid-80s with Patrick Ewing at Cambridge Ridge and Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's changed in that sense, you know, but now – High school basketball is kind of kids just do it just because if you're not playing at some high elite AAU level, that's really where you're going to get noticed. He was just talking about the other day how he hears from kids all the time now that he coaches. Yeah. I just think it's sad with the state of MIA basketball. Well, yeah, it's just because you know why. If you have a good player, you coach at North Andover High School, right? Mm -hmm. So any good player that you have is ultimately – if he's good, he's going to be playing AAU. And then once they see him on the AAU circuit, wow. he's now going to Brooks or he's going to Phillips or he's going to Governors. He's not mm-hmm. going to North Andover. That's just the way it is. Yeah. you know. And they're ultimately saying, hey, listen, you're, you're uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's sad because I just, like, the, the atmosphere around, mat, like, public high school basketball games, I've always thought were way better than prep school. And yeah, yeah, and yeah I, but, but that's because the atmosphere is about the game, right? Yeah. Where prep school, it's, it's about, about the individual. Yeah, it's yeah, about the, the individual level. and that kind of thing. Yeah. So that's probably yeah. the difference. When the game's too. changed so much now, too, I mean, we even com- like us compared to you, we graduated in 2010. Right, right. It wasn't as physical as when you played. Now, yeah, well, like, now, I mean, just think of the name of the show is 5 right? right? I mean, basically, now anybody that's playing basketball, whether you're, you know, 5'11 or 6'10, you're playing outside the three point line. You're mm-hmm. facing up the basket. So, you know, the art of 
of the big man in the game that's there's no longer you know anybody now if you're 610 or 68 or 69 you know my kid who played basketball was yeah 64 but that's a point guard you know yeah. and when you're playing at a yeah. younger age and you happen to be bigger and they stuff you down they low you right now you're, you're behind the eight ball so right. that's it dribble and shoot yeah because now all the analytics say oh it's like posting up is an inefficient shot rick carlisle right. was saying that he had dirk who could do it from everywhere right and now it's just like nah poor right. shouldn't be posting up at all right no crazy we'll shoot as many threes as we can because at the end of the day maybe it Matt it works out that we ultimately um, uh, um, hit enough and that's the ultimate the game basketball I think the fundamentals are lost yeah oh definitely uh, forget it's not even about the uh, low post game now nobody knows can even shoot a mid-range jumper I was watching a game the other night and a guy's got a wide open foul line jump shot and he sh and, and, and he uh, front rims it I'm yeah. like, dude, you're in the NBA. It's like a guy catching an, uh, uh, a touchdown pass in the end zone on a goal line route where you're wide open. Like the odd of just the mid-range game is just gone. I just, and I'll always argue that I don't even think, like, like a guy like Shaq, if he played in today's era, if you would tell me that you would make that guy shoot threes to be effective, I think that's crazy. Right, I think it's stupid. Mm. Right, if you're if you're dominant at an area on the floor, to dominate, exploit, mm -hmm. exploit it, dominate. I might make a guy that's. Seven feet tall, shoot three. Because now. guess what? If he's that dominant in the paint, defenses are going to have to sag on him, and then you got a couple other guys that can shoot from outside the three-point lane. Right. But if everybody's shooting from outside the three-point lane, uh, outside the three-point line, now you have no lane presence, right? you got nobody in the paint. So now mm -hmm. defensively, you, you, you're basically saying, all right, I mean, you see those games. The Celtics, one night they're shooting 48% from three-point land, and then the next night they're shooting 15%. Exactly. And, and they lose because and they, they Especially they in years past when they just right. were getting a huge slump. Right. It's like, just go inside one time. Right. But they can't. Can't live and die on it unless you got Steph Curry. It's one of the things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. And that's one of the things that's nice about Kander, as much as there's a lot of other things to complain about. Although, mm -hmm. we're seeing, I'm curious what you think about this, Wiggy. I'm seeing other writers saying how Kander defensively is he's not as bad as we all want to say he is. Now, Matt and I agree. There's a lot left to be desired. Okay. How do you feel about him? About who's that now? Cantor. Cantor. Um, see, defensively, it, it becomes – you don't really have to defend the rim like you used to unless you're playing against a team like Milwaukee, mm, which, which is important. Or, you're gonna be, or a team like Philly, you're going to need somebody to play defensively, yeah. especially a big, because, A, against Milwaukee, you're going to need somebody to protect the rim mm -hmm. because of Giannis's ability to get one dribble in one step, he's at the front of the rim. And with the 76ers, you're talking about Joel Embiid. He's, he's the closest thing, in my opinion, to – Still having the ability to kind of get on the block and going to work, uh, right. it, and he doesn't even do it great too. No, no, he doesn't do it great. He does, but he's just big enough where he, he should. can do, where yeah. he can do it. Yeah. So you need a big man. I think that ultimately is going to be the issue that hurts the Celtics. Yes, definitely. Yes. And unless here's what I'm hoping, and I know they've been throwing it out there. Unless you can make a trade for Kyle Anthony Towns, I mean oh. that gives you the the the. the the big man with, because he's similar to a Joel Embiid <laughs> yeah. as far as the style well, he can he do plays. it from anywhere. But right. He like, but you know, he. I remember one one day it was two years ago. You and I were watching him play the Rockets, and he wouldn't freaking post up. Yeah. You were losing well, your no, shit. Well, no, because Harden was guarding him. Yes. Oh, but Harden's an elite post defender. Freaking right. stats. But I mean, so I ultimately think that for for you as a Celtics to need for having a big defensively. I don't know if Cantor is the guy no, that's no, going to, you know, no. to be able to do that. So that ultimately is going to hurt them. Yeah. Speaking and of the Sixers, though, you brought them up. 
I don't know if you saw us on the website the other day, Wiggy, but this came from Philly that Al Horford seems like there's yeah, a little. Yeah, I saw that. He called this, what, a month ago? Yeah. Where they were up and down. They're like the Celtics uh, of last year. Do you want to take a little win. victory lap? Well, they can't. Well, I said that I don't think they're a legit team because if you look at their away record, they're like the Celtics from last year. They can't win on the road. Right. Well, if you look at their team, right, you look at what, what they ultimately are, it, it's about where Joel and B takes them, right? Because Ben Simmons, for whatever reason, hasn't been able to evolve as a basketball player. No. And, 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 he it, is what he is. He I think. is what he is. You yeah. think about that, and that's that's crazy to say. Yeah. You've seen guys like Giannis, I'll give him credit. He's evolving as a basketball yes. player, right? He's starting mm. to get a little bit of a, 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 of, a, a of a shot where – you know, you don't have to really worry about him, but you still got to be careful with him from there. Where Ben Simmons is... Forget it. Yeah. But, it, but what Giannis has done, though, is he established himself as a dominant player in the paint. Right, well, yeah, he's a dominant Simmons doesn't and, do and, that. And now he's evolving, trying to right. do that. Simmons hasn't dominated He hasn't done anything. anything. Yeah, that's the thing you're completely... Because Giannis is basically, arguably... Well, I would say he's, probably, he's the best when you're talking about... The ability to get to the rim and finish. He's mm-hmm. the most dominant right, right now. Right, right. And, and that's that's the thing. And now what teams did is said, okay, we, we cut off the paint. We cut off his ability to get there, turn him into a shooter. He's he's getting better at that. Yes, Where yeah. Ben Simmons, like you said, hasn't dominated. And you would think with his size and, and, and his that athletic is- ability, he would be – because that's how LeBron came into the league. Yep. LeBron is basically – or Ben Simmons is a carbon copy of LeBron James when they yeah. first got into the league. And Ben Simmons doesn't. Well, the other thing is what I think the difference between a, a guy like Giannis who's developed and a guy like Ben Simmons who hasn't. Giannis has that, like, killer mentality. Right. Ben Simmons does not. He is <laughs> Right, and so that's soft. the difference between him and LeBron. And when I compare them to athletically and physically and skill-wise, LeBron or Ben Simmons is a lot like LeBron yes, when I he came agree. into yeah. the league. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But LeBron did have a little bit of that, like, I don't want to say it was a killer mentality because I think that ultimately came later in his career, but he wasn't afraid to say, let me, let me, let me get to the paint. And he if had you get confidence. in my way. He had confidence. Right. Now he has cockiness. Right. Ben Simmons has none of that. Right, Giannis right. already has the cockiness. Right. That's the difference. You're, exactly. We, we did a redraft for our all-decade episode. We were yeah. looking at the, the Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam draft. Right. I'd take Pascal right now. He'd take Jalen right now as number one. Who would you take right now between those three? Okay, Simmons, Pascal, and, and Jalen. Or you could go Jamal Murray and who else is there? I, I, I'd have to agree with you. I like Pascal. He's exploded this Jay, year. The, 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 issue I have, the issue I have with Jalen Brown, here's what I think the problem is with him. I don't think it's him and what he's doing. I think he's on the wrong team. And oh, the wow. reason why I say that, right? Is he maybe he's on the right team, but there's a log jam at what he does and what he does well. Okay. Right. So if he's not playing with Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward, then Jalen Brown becomes Pascal Siakam, right? A guy that now can be your. He's getting more volume. Right now yep. could be okay. your number one scorer, but because or even your number two if he's playing, you know, mm-hmm. obviously next to Kemba Walker. But because Jane, and I'd say mainly Jason Tatum, mm. they basically, it becomes uh, 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 kind of like position repeti- repetitiveness. Yep. So you get two guys doing the same thing, saying, all right, we got to split the shot. We got to split the shots. And then you, you have an even factor in Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. So he's somewhere else, 
he might be a different I, player. Yeah, I would agree with you if if you're, we're talking about all three because I think there is a log jam. I kind of think Brown and Tatum, though, complement each other. Fire like nice. I feel like Tatum's game is a little bit different than Brown. Well, it is, but they're both when you – when you, I, I would think Tatum's more skilled offensively, right? Uh, yes. yes. Yeah. But it's still – is only one ball that goes around. Yep. And that's a, if Kemba Walker, if you didn't have Kemba Walker and you had more of the traditional point guard, a guy that, Rondo. you know. Yeah, 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 a Rondo or, or uh, 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 Rubio, yeah. uh, a type of point guard that is more of a distributor, and you said, okay, Tatum and Brown going to be our scorers, then you could coexist. Mm. But because you have a guy like Kemba Walker and because you have a Tatum who's a little bit more – uh, skilled when it comes to his offense, now Jalen Brown becomes, would you say, would he be that third or even fourth piece? Would you put him behind Gordon Hayward or in front of Gordon Hayward as far as scoring? When Hayward's on, I think Hayward might be number two on the team behind Kemba. He could even be right there just because of his size. He has that advantage. Right, so and think about that. Facilitator. So think about that. You're talking Kemba, Gordon Hayward, and Tatum would be three guys that Brad Stevens' eyes, and we got to play this from Brad Stevens' eyes, that go, they should get more shots than Jalen Brown. Yep. So that, I think, ultimately is what hurts Jalen. That's true. But the other thing that helps him down the road, too, maybe is, is Hayward sticking around after next season. Well, hopefully they trade one of the guys for Kyle Anthony Towns. I, 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 I would. I, but who's you can get Anthony Towns, who, I would. Who's it going to be, though? It's not going to be I, don't I wouldn't trade Tatum. I would trade. I would trade Tatum. You would? Really? Yeah. I would I trade mean, Tatum. Brown's Brown has gotten a lot better, and I've been always been higher well, on him than most. Well, you paid Tatum. Side, you but, paid Brown what? Right. Four years and eighty something million, whatever the hell it is. What's he at? Like twenty seven million but a don't year. You, wouldn't you have to? I, I don't know contract situation, but it doesn't. I'm guessing Towns makes a lot, so wouldn't yeah, you? Have the, to yeah, yeah. There I mean, be there some, a, there'd be money. Way, I yeah. think there'd be a money way that you could ultimately do it. You could figure it out. I mean, I don't know all that the cap numbers in basketball. They would want Tatum, obviously. right? But there you go. Now Brown would instantly become. Hey, you're that wing scorer. Mm-hmm. You're the guy that we want shooting shots. He's efficient too. You got to give him that. He's efficient. And the I think that that ultimately would be where where you, or you got to trade Brown and to get Town. So yeah, it'd be it, and Brown's contract doesn't go into effect till next year. The, the numbers like that's why Hayward's name gets thrown around so often. Right, not just because of the injuries. The, the money he has all that money. And Tatum's got to be coming up in a couple of years, I'd imagine. Tatum is after he can get the same deal as Brown next year, but he'll probably get a max deal. Yeah, he's gonna get he's a max. done a lot more than Brown in a right. short period of time. Um, but speaking of those two guys, they're both they're both in a good spot right now, at least to start to make the All Star game. Because Jalen Brown was seventh, but that like he was seventh among guards. Kemba Walker was third, but those top three, Kyrie, Kemba, and Trey Young, are all like in a stratosphere themselves. Right. Tatum is number five. Those top five are kind of in a group their own. But if you ha- it's two starters for the guards, t- three starting forwards, and if they if they're the top reserves. votes, if they're the top votes, they get in. If they're the top votes, then they because get then what, they get in. Yes. I thought the reserves are all coaches. The reserves are coaches, so there are seven slots. So right. Jalen Brown is in consideration. So you're telling me if if because I'm just asking because yep. I don't have to clarify. If you get the top votes from fans, you're automatically in the All Star. Yes, that's right. bananas. And don't they and don't the top vote getters are starters, right? Yes, those are the okay. starters. Those are the five so starters. So Kyrie's number two. Kyrie's number He's two. Played right, like now. five games. So yeah, we're, so you are not okay. I, with I this. think it's stupid. Well, well then also, we talk Taco about Fall is number six. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I mean, but that, I, I, to a point, I think fan. It, it's a way to get fans involved, but at the same time, fans it ruin can't it. be the be all end all. Like well, fans ruin fans. 
Fan voting ruins all All-Star games, whether it's the Pro Bowl. Like Julian Edelman, for example, mm. should be a Pro Bowl, right? Sure, sure, but because of the fan voting, he's not going to get that. Um, and the fan voting being a you know third of the vote. So I don't know what it is in the NBA. It's and the 50% M- and then, yes, yeah, 50%. Yeah. So in the NBA, it's even higher. So yep. think about that, right? Um, how many fans do you think you, uh, nationally know about Jalen Brown? Not as many. Right. So that's the way you wear Taco Fall. Yep, he's getting that love. Or Kyrie, you asked about a Kyrie Irving. Even though he hasn't played in a ton of games, when he was playing, he was averaging like 30-plus a night. Yep. Sure, that, I mean, it's true. But then we were talking about last year, like Wade and Dirk. Now they got nominated. That was like an honorable But they still thing. were up right. there in the votes. My point is, are we voting for All-Stars? Are you voting for, like, how they're performing up to this no, point? No, you're not voting for their you're performance. You're doing the name. That's, right. so that's voting for their name. What about Trey Young? Because they suck. And Trayon's put up great numbers, but he's number one among all Eastern me, Conference me guards. Per, me personally, if I don't give a shit about your stats unless it's it's getting wins. I don't know. I my personal thing is if someone's putting up somewhat equally stats and they have teams doing better, I'd want. I think they're an all star over so you. So in your mind, Kemba Walker should be number one. Easily. Yeah, but you're looking at it. Like, you're looking at it from a different perspective, right? You're looking at it more of as a diehard basketball fan, right? Yeah. yeah. Fan voting. They're, for the most part, I would say they're not really diehard basketball fans, right? They're, they're not really looking at the ins and outs of the game. They're looking at, okay, who are the names that I know? Who, who are the guys that are, that are recognizable, right? Who are the guys that, you know, we see on the commercials and we see that and we know, okay, the highlights on ESPN is, is you know, who's the guy that's going to be shooting 10 feet behind the three-point line? Mm-hmm. And that's how it seems like in basketball the fan voting will go. Right. You know, yeah. ultimately, I mean, I don't. So, Brown has a chance. He's, he's gonna, it's going to be tough. He has a good chance, though, I, I would say, right now. Yeah. I don't. Gordon's on that list, too. But Gordon was eighth on the forwards. I think I think eight, you're out. They won't They won't have more than three. I think I think Tatum, Brown, and Kemba could all be on the offense. I think team. They, I think they'll end up being on it. At least Tatum and Kemba will well, be. Well, because Tatum, Tatum's, if he's what, he's fifth in voting right now. And, again, him and everybody above him, that's Butler, Pascal Siakam, Joel Embiid, and Giannis. They're all like th- getting a good chunk of the votes. Like, there's a pretty big drop off to Taco. I can't imagine the coaches don't put Tatum in, but Brown has been better than him this year. He, I, mean, right, like, I would, I would agree. Wise, he has been better. Right, I would agree. So how can you not? I vote think him all in? three get on the team. I think so too. Kemba, Brown, and Tatum. Yeah, I think they, Kemba and Kemba will end up starting. He'll Kemba, get Kyrie Kemba, spot Kemba, else. Kemba should start. He's only in, in But like, what is it? A 15-man uh, 12-man roster? Brown has a chance. He's got something. I mean, Devontae Graham could throw a wrench into those things. Right. Too. Yeah, you got to have to really. Yeah. And you know what might work out for those guys is the fact for fan voting is the fact that when you play on a good team, you know, means a little bit more on TNT, yeah, a little bit more on yep. ESPN. So you become a little bit more recognizable. And for Brown, when he goes off on Christmas Day, right? That was exactly huge. right. You know, so you get more of those games where Trey Young, uh, you know, you don't get to see many of the the mm-hmm. Hawks games. Yeah, and, and I and I think Trey Young's a good player. I'm just saying, does he deserve to get a spot over someone else that's on a that's doing well on a winning team? Yeah, they're the worst team in the league. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know, you know, when you think of All Star games, that's almost like yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter what you're doing, you know. As but far to these as guys, I wonder. I wonder do any of these guys like. In the NFL, the Pro Bowl, does that go with your? Do you get more money on your con- if you're a Pro Bowl? Well, there no? are incentives in your contract. Um, but I, I doubt it. In, yeah, in the Pro Bowl, there is. I I, I really doubt it. Um, 
and the, the NBA. NBA is all, it's all pros. Yeah. yeah. All, the, all NBA stuff. Right. So it's all NBA stuff. Yep. And that only goes to whether you become a super max or a max or one of those. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas um, when you're talking about in uh, football, like Julian Edelman probably had some Pro Bowl bonuses in as if he made the Pro Bowl. Right. And probably. basketball, it's not. It's just the super max. You know, you saw right. it with Clay Thompson. That's yeah, why Clay Thompson screwed. was pissed. Yep. You know, and rather than him, I think he. He didn't he, make an All NBA team. Yeah, he wasn't Kemba, an All NBA team. Yeah, that was a big and, deal for and him. And that, too. that, so he wasn't able to get that super max deal. Yeah, exactly. So that's the difference. Yeah, that's, that's and the, they get pissed because I think what, like, who, who votes on that? It's like people who write. That's the writers. that's the media. So that's broadcasters, okay. writers, which is kind of. And that's, kinda, that's like fifty or sixty million dollars. That's kind of crazy. You shouldn't. I don't know why they do that. It doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. You're gonna have like us. Like I, I could realistically have an impact on a guy getting. Yeah. You know, millions and millions. Yeah, I mean, because you think the max is what one eighty or one. What is it? One eighty, one ninety for, for a max. I think the super max is like two. It's a lot 40? of money. It's, it's yeah, like $40, $50 million. Yeah, it's like 240 I think that's what Giannis is. Like, Giannis is going to be a super max guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And then it's the number of years that you play. I think Clay Thompson was at that point where he was like a 10-year super max guy. So it was And he like, plays both ends of the floor, too. Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy who should have been there, for yeah. sure. Um, but last thing before, and we, we appreciate you hanging out. Oh, not a problem. The last thing we got to touch on. I had to talk basketball all day long. I can tell. I love that. Yeah. Uh, we got to touch on David Stern, though. Of course, he passed age mm -hmm. 77, brain hemorrhage. Um, that was on New Year's Day. Um, obviously, terrible news. And I was just curious. You've been, I mean, you've been around the game longer than we have. He's done a lot to impact right. the game. Is there one thing that you? I don't put you on the spot. Is there one thing you can recall? That I, he I, I think for me, you know, I grew up in the Bird Magic Jordan era of basketball. You know right. what I mean? And so I think what he did was. He brought basketball players to your living room. He made household names out of guys. Mm -hmm. So when I was, call it 12, 13, 14 years old, you know, I got a 17-year-old son and a 14-year-old son. I could, I could just rip off basketball players because I was a basketball fan. And he kind of brought that to, you know, your living room, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even though I was a, 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 a Celtics fan and, you know, I knew Magic Bird, but there were guys like Charles Barkley, Kiki Vandeway, um, Tom Chambers, Bob. you know, there was a, a, um, there was the guy for the Phoenix Suns, there was Dan Molly, there was, he's running, he, I think he's actually a mayor now, um, he, was, he, was, he was really good, he played for the Phoenix Suns during the Charles Barkley era. But he turned into the players' league. They, yeah, yeah, like you knew, you knew it was you know Clyde Drexler, uh, 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 Javon Curse. Uh, it was just like guys. It was you knew who these guys were. You mm -hmm. know, even though yeah, Vinnie Johnson, Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dude, the list goes on. These, these were guys that for a 15-year-old kid growing up in Boston who was a fan of basketball, and this was before the whole everybody has a sneaker deal. Mm. Um, he just kind of. It was brought to your television, you know, right. and, and and I think that's ultimately what he was able to do Dude, with the NBA. When you drop in guys, guys from the Suns and the and the Blazers from back in the day, you guys right. didn't have the video games either. Right, like we no. do now. That's where we right. learned them. Yeah, so I mean, those were guys that I remember from just watching on television. You and know, guy like Adrian Dantley. You, you know, gotta, you, you, yeah, you're talking about crazy. like, like that's that. so that's what I was watching basketball, and that was like a legit era. And you know, when you got to see these guys play, and you got to see. Like, man, you know, Gary Payton and, and, and Sean Kemp, you know, mm -hmm. they started that whole, you know, high-flying 
uh, you know, catching it at the top of the rim. And, and, and that's kind of, I think, David Stern was able to make NBA players a household name all over the globe. When I think of that era, he brings up the Magic and Bird thing. You know that special that they had a yeah. while back? Was that ESPN that did that or NBA? Yeah, I think it was 30 for 30 yeah. maybe or something. Yeah, like that really was, good. I mean, you look at that, that's where it became, like, basketball really blew up was Bird right. versus Magic. And you had all the, the Well, you had so many talented players, right? And, you know, I think ultimately it was Bird and Magic that people remember. But if you were growing up in that era... There was just more than just burden. Oh, it yep. was just you know, like the talented players were endless, you know, mm -hmm. and 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 that's like I said for me, I could you know all the kids I knew that were basketball fans, we knew about all these guys. You know, nowadays you can name four guys. These kids can name four guys. Yeah. You know, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis. But you know, that's it. Unless you're a basketball like a diehard, right. you know, uh, basketball fan. Right now, what do you? Ha now you were looking at a list earlier when we were getting no, ready. I just I, to his point. I just he he transformed the NBA from the '80s to the '90s to now. Um, just how big basketball is, and he set up the NBA to be as successful as it's been. He's gone through all the changes. Like think of just how basketball has changed from the '80s yeah. to now. Yeah. So um, he did a lot for the leagues and yeah. made made household names, made brands big. Right. And that's why I think I think guys, when you look at it now, people, I'd rather be an NBA player than an NFL player. Oh yeah, oh yeah, by far. I mean, and not even talking about injuries. Guys, I'm just talking about what their they own do. Brand. Yeah, with the brands. I mean, now these guys are able to wear in the NBA. They're able to wear all different types of sneakers. You know, yeah. Adam Silver's kind of let them say, you know what? Hey, if you want to wear one fluorescent green one and one pink one, do it because he knows. He knows that it's about the brand and it's about these players, and now it's the fashion that they wear, and that's what these kids that are now playing the game see. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I remember one of the, the the commercial I remember as a kid growing up was the Choose Your Weapon Converse. You know, that's the the, the it was Magic had one, Bird had one, mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas had one, um, and now what David David Stern was able to bring that into an era way before social media. And Adam Silver is just kind of, you know, saying, hey, we're taking he's just this taking model. He's just, that, taking, he's just taking the torch. And, right. And, that, and that's yeah. ultimately what I think you're seeing. And um, that's why, I mean, I, lo I, I love watching the NBA. I, the NBA, is, it's, it's so entertaining, you yeah. know. Um, I think they do a great job with it. Um, you know, it, it's hard for someone that grew up in the eight watching how they play. Yeah, the yeah, yeah it is, but I still enjoy I still enjoy watching some of these athletes and what they the only problem is is that it's so difficult because now and I I, I give them all the credit the NBA players have basically said we control the league mm. you know yeah. Kawhi Leonard says I want to go to the Clippers and then says hey Paul George I know you just signed a contract but come on with me yeah yeah, it's, yeah. that's always that's see that for me is tough but I, I think what's amazing is like when I watch the NBA now, is if you watch an 80s game I and 90s, I can appreciate the, the toughness because I like yeah. that type of basketball. But you also watch now just how much, how, like, more athletic guys are, how more, like, skilled guys are. And, well, like, see, I would wonder. I would wonder, right? And I've always ha had this, this discussion, right? Yeah. I, I, the players my, back in my era, I would think, were more fundamentally sound. Oh, 100%. I'm just, I'm talking, I guess more of like, you look like a like a five-man back in the 80s. Like, well, he yeah. just played one certain way. Now how guys well, I think the game was. Games. I think the game was different, right? So, 100%, yeah. So, you, th you think about, you think about this. 
So you look at, like you said, 5-0, right? So now everybody's playing outside the perimeter. We're back in the, you know, back in the 80s. You're probably Dennis Rodman's not a dribbler. He's not a scorer. No. But you put him in this era, he's he's got 35 rebounds. No, he dominates. Mm -hmm. yes. right, you know what I mean? Well, I thought you were going to go with, and like. And then you, maybe you teach him how to dribble and shoot a little bit like you do everybody else. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with, like, how is Harden going to translate to the era, you know, the 80s or whatever. With well, the see, physicality. I think Harden could get away with it because Harden has the ability to, I, I, I think he could evolve. He could have played in the sense of his skill set, you know, the physicality, hmm. that thing might be, you know, a transition period for that fellow. But when you think about Harden, right? Harden has enough skill to post you up, to shoot over you, to go by you. You know, when you think about James Harden, like, you look and go, okay, he could do a little bit of everything. And there are certain players that you could go, okay, this guy could play. Now, could he deal with the physicality? Well, that's my problem. Well, here's yes. my – I'll be devil's advocate when you talk oh. about physicality because I always thought about this, like, with LeBron because I'd always be like, he couldn't handle how much he complains and stuff. But, like, it's kind of, you know, wherever your environment is. Kobe played in an era where when he first came in, he was in the early 2000s. It was still physical as hell. Yes. LeBron came in when they already established the hand-checking and all that. Right. So, you know, if LeBron played early in his career – Maybe he'd be a different... Well, you'd have to ask, could these guys... Because physicality is just... It's not about skill, right? No. It's not about whatever you play. It's like mental toughness. It's mental toughness. Would these guys be mentally tough then because they'd probably be used to playing that way, that, right? Well, yeah. I'm saying. I mean, that's so what LeBron would be down at the court, and, and it would be like when we played no blood, no foul, he would be used to playing that style of yes. basketball. But that's it's the same argument for when guys say, oh, a guy in the 80s couldn't play now because of the skill or whatever, but they would have the or the, the athleticism. Who do you think you is one that? of the best players in the league right now? Right now, I mean, LeBron's one of the but, best. Uh, right, like, Giannis. Uh, who would be, uh, if I said to you, give me a top five NBA players? Top five. Uh, Giannis. Giannis Doncic. Right LeBron. there. Don't go any further than Doncic, right? Mm. Who is Doncic? Luka Doncic. All he is is a, a version of Larry Bird. So if Larry just, Bird just was playing athletic. today. If he, they, they didn't have access to the same shit. I mean, you didn't have the same access to strength well, training that we had. Bird was, he was so skilled exactly. that in today's era, he, you know, exactly. basically but, but Luka see, Doncic. I don't even like comparing that because he was just, to me. Well, Luka Doncic is him. Excuse me. You know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In his era, he dominated. So uh, to me, you're a great player. And I think yep. either Jordan or someone. Kobe said that. Someone yeah, I mean, said there like are certain guys that can go from era to, to era, era to era. And they era. are exactly. They're so, you know, like a guy like exactly. Bill Russell could My go from era to era. To Harden, era. I guess, is more. His, so much of his game is trying to establish the fouls and everything, and then he, that keeps other guys honest. Right. Where it's in their head, and He'd now have he to can change his game a little exactly. bit. But I'm saying based on his skill set, and if he was able to adapt to the physicality, he could do a lot. He's one of those players that could. could I've do never a lot. seen you so physical. I mean, uh, not physical, uh, civil in a uh, James Harden conversation. I mean, I I've never said he's not skilled. I just hate the way he plays. Right. Well, I don't like the way he plays because he oh, you come on any time. He, he, he eats yeah. up the 24 second clock. <laughs> I mean, that's like, we were just watching a game the other night, yeah. and it was like, what was it 15? dribbles on New Year's my, Eve? My problem with it is He'll only, never win an NBA title. I hope Thank not. I, it would Thank ruin you. it would ruin the NBA a little bit for me if he did. But he wouldn't. I always say the only reason I don't like him is because he's so good I know he can go by guys in two dribbles. He just is like, oh, I'm just going to dribble right. 15 times. Why? Right, right. Right, and that's it. And he plays in an era where if he acted like that and he drove down the lane, you'd have guys like Rick Mahorn with throw a forearm <laughs> right in his chest. Exactly. Oh, so, yeah. you know, but People it's not, you know, he don't. He plays in an era where he's not worried about that. Yeah, exactly. On that yeah. note, Wiggy, we appreciate you no taking problem. the time. time, guys. We will talk to you guys again next week. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.